0: Well, praise the Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said, let's be the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. And so we know that it's the truth of God's word that makes us free. I just believe God. I'm going to get a confirmation on my sound. Bear with me for a second. So much is going on. I want
1: to make sure that we have the best sound possible. Bear with me. something in
0: Prayerfully you can hear me Let me get a look for confirmation And we're on live tonight And hopefully we'll be on tomorrow night again To share with you the word of God God is good and he is greatly to be praised Amen And it's always a blessing of the Lord Amen Okay, praise God all right, I got that confirmation. Thank God, thank God, thank God, amen. Okay, well, let's pray. We have a lot to discuss tonight. It's an insert, but it goes in with our theme. You know, we've been doing a systematic overview of the book of Thessalonians, and um, we we talked in several, we've paralleled with Colossians and olympians and so tonight we're just going to deal with the person of the holy spirit because this is the time that we need to focus our attention on the power and the promise of the spirit okay so let's pray i hope you have a notebook because i believe we're going to get some new insights on the holy spirit tonight amen father we thank you lord and we praise you I thank you for your word knowing that This is the day that you have made me rejoice and i glad we thank you for an opportunity to give you honor and glory in the authority of your word. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit who is the educator and guide that gives me clear articulation of speech and thought. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear What the spirit has to say to the church and father and everything that shall be accomplished and everything that shall be revealed, you be glorified for it is in the name of Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Uh, The second, uh, for the sake of lesson, we are talking about leveling up and one of the things that we have, we have highlighted is, is going through, uh, this 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 end time church, you know, when you look at Thessalonians, you're looking at a letter to the end time church, and of course, Thessalonians and Colossians were connected. Uh, of course, that's why they're written uh, uh, or placed in the same category. Paul, of course, writes to them, and of course, he's writing to the body of Christ to to be to be sound, to be systematic and to be successful in their walk of faith. And and what God wants us to do is to grow in that, to develop in that, and to take flight to the higher places uh, that God has called us to be. In the first division, we talked about the work of faith. The work of faith, meaning that faith must be connected to our our pursuing God more intimately and serving him more faithfully. And in doing that, we're not only having a word profession, but we are placing the word to action in our lives, having received the word. You get what I'm saying? And then so we went through every verse in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we talked about how the word of God Causes us to holy, as the, the verse six in chapter one says, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Ghost. So part of the retention that we have in the Word of God is because of the outcome. When you ever, whenever you see the word joy, you got to think about the outcome. See. Joy is an invisibility fortified by the Holy Spirit That God has already worked it out For the joy that was set before Jesus He endured the cross and despised the shame And God gave him the name that was above every name And so Jesus was delivered us up from the wrath that is to come And that's how this book in Second Thessalonians picks up But of course when we talk about the work of faith we are talking about um, allowing ourselves to be established in the word, becoming reality over our life and becoming equipped with the things of God. And, of course, he goes from revelation to application in these uh, of these chapters. And so um, one of the things that he reminds us as he goes into chapter 4 and 5 is the coming of the Lord. He says, but I would not have you ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. And so he goes over, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of triumph. So what it lets us know is we're not missing out, okay? And this is something I want to put in here. We have confidence in God because the work of faith is effectual. You know what I'm saying? It has causes and it has effects. The effects is the the effects of God's Word being active in our life is us experiencing eternal and everlasting life in the here and now, and part of that is having confidence that if if something happens to us physically, we have a place spiritually to go to, and when we know this, when we are confidence in, in this we we will we will yearn. To be in the presence. The Bible says to be answered from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. And so when a person accepts Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, they have promises and they have a prepared, he has a prepared place for prepared people. And so they are resting in his presence. A lot of times we try to make a lot of stuff say, the scriptures say a lot of stuff that it doesn't say. But Thessalonians is a great uh, consolation or a place, source of comfort for all of us who are alive and wonder what takes place when a person transitions. And that's what happens. We deal with the persecutions that take place, but we also have promises. This is the work of faith. The work of faith is that you have resolved in every area of your life. Not just in speaking like you're a Christian, not just performing for the public persona, but embodying these convictions so much so that even when you close your eyes eternally or or physically, you know that eternally you have a home. And when the when the when the when the ending is shaky, the experience in the present is skewed. Do you hear what I say? I said when the end is shaky. The experience in the present is skewed, so you need to always be conscious of an end. The Bible tells us to uh, to teach us to number our days and apply our hearts unto wisdom or the appropriate application of knowledge because until this is embodied and practically implemented in our everyday walk. The work of faith is ineffective in our lives. That's why it tells us to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. Try the spirit by the spirit to see if it's of God. In other words, don't have a form of godliness, but lack power to perform, because in the end, if the end is not secured in the promises that come as a result of accepting Lord the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You have no hope, and that's why you have to fix your heart. You have to fix your heart in certain things. You should know by now at this level in your life how it's going to end out. The Bible says before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you, and I created you. I created you for such a time as this, and I don't have uh, have you in this world to not be conscious or cognizant of who you are, what you have, and what you can do. And it is the working of faith that provokes us to find who we are, what we have, and what we can do. And what we have is everlasting life. What we have is a promise from God that if we have something take place in our physical body, we that are alive will be caught up with the Lord. But if we die... We rest in God. We have a hope because to to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Do you get what I'm saying? And it says we we don't even weep and mourn like them when someone transitions who have no hope. Why? We have hope. And when a person goes through, um, they see someone pass away or something, and they go through grief a lot of times because they are not anchored in their endings. They will, ex- they will experience the unnecessary incorporated with the actual sudden tragic or the emotional tragic that takes place within us when we lose someone that we care about or consider. But there is no loss in God. When we have, when we have an assurance that they are saved and they are filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit and they are established in the truth of knowing that God has prepared a place for them, then we don't, we don't sorrow like the world. Do you hear what I'm saying? And this is what, this, this, this secures us. And this was also promotes the reality of knowing the Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? Because the Holy Spirit will, will give us a supernatural experience to prepare us for existing with God in eternity. And that's what I want to talk about. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your witness. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. It says, listen, part of this is, is, is so that we can study to be quiet and to mind our own business. You know why people don't mind their own business? Because they don't know how to possess their body with sanctification and honor. They have not separated God in their heart. They are not fully saved. Don't be fooled. Everybody who claims church ain't church. Everyone who claims salvation is not saved. And a lot of them, if they don't even know where they're going after they die, they're definitely not saved. And we got too many preachers, and we got too many saints up there professing they know Jesus and not confident if somebody dies. You can always tell where somebody stands when a person dies. When they fall all apart, get emotionally imbalanced, it's because they don't know the promise of the Spirit. They don't know the promises of God that, that prepares them to say, first of all, well, as long as you have flesh, there's a birth date and there's a death date. And you better know what to do in between. I like um, Bishop Tatum, he preached, what are you going to do with the dash years ago? Glory to God. I remember that at, at the saint mother, mother, um, uh, one of the saint mothers, the saintly mothers in the church. Years ago, he preached, what are you going to do with the dance? And I said, Lord, I'm going to use that sermon over and over again, praise the Lord. But in other words, you got to have confidence in the beginning and in the end. And the Holy Spirit helps us translate the work of faith so we can function and walk by faith and not by sight. Because if you base your life on what you sense, what you think, what you feel, what you see, and what you smell, you will be limited. The natural man receives not the things of God, neither can he know them. They are spiritually approached or they are spiritually affirmed. In other words, there are realities that God has for you that you will never enter and understand until you accept his work of salvation. And part of salvation is looking at the summation of the the physical experience. That if this body be dissolved, we have a build-in. And what part of that is letting you also know now? Not only now, this is why you walk. Listen, that it says, "Look, everyone should know how to possess their vessel in sanctification and in honor, not in the lust, even as which the, uh, which the Gentiles which know not God." So when you don't know how to to control your body, for this is the verse three of chapter four says, "For this is the will of God, even the sanctification that she should abstain." fornication. And I told y'all that fornication is a loaded word. It is not only just talking about sexual lust and sin. Yes, that's a major definition. But it it is also the connotation of experiencing an alternative life outside of God's original design. This is why it's always coupled with conscience and, and, and um, people that know not God that you don't defraud one another. And see, a lot of times because God is the avenger of such, of all such who who we have forewarned you and testified. For God has not called you to uncleanliness. So if anything that's not um, clean is can also under the connotation of fornication, but unto holiness. And holiness lets you know that the whole whole working of God is 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 to provide for you that you knowledge of the day of the Lord. Now listen. The day of the Lord is not talking about night and day. It's another word, a loaded term for that word. The day of the Lord is dispensation or a moment in time or a a momentous experience, which means the place where Jesus is Lord over your life. So it says, listen, it says, for when they shall... Say peace and safety Then sudden destruction come upon them As travail of a woman A woman with child And they shall not escape But you brethren are not in darkness it, that, 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 that day Should overtake you as a thief So we don't have that problem We are all children of light And God and the children of the day We are not of the night Nor of darkness Therefore let us not sleep as do others But let us watch and be sober Right For the day, for they that sleep in, in the night Are they what are drunkards Are drunkard in the night But let us who are of the day or who are of the dispensation of the Lord, or those who are under the helmet of salvation and have the place it says putting on the breastplate of faith and love for the helmet of the hope of salvation, for God has not caused us to rap but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. So in other words, this is when you experience what it really means to be saved. security, safety and success. Do you hear what I'm saying? okay. For God has not appointed you that those uh, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, that means whether we are alive or dead, we should live together with Jesus. Wherefore comfort ye, it says, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And beseech ye, brethren, to know them which labour among you and are over you, and the Lord has and esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake. So why is that? Because they're with the Lord. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, now I'm, I'm going fast because I don't want to linger in that. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. But that is, is and it, of course, you know, the scripture refers to people who are not experiencing the most of their salvation as feeble-minded. Did y'all know that? Feeble-minded. Why are they feeble-minded? Because they're not one with the Lord. They don't, they don't understand what it means. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you But here's the rules in verse 19, 20, and 21 Quench not the spirit In other words, don't limit the, the reality of the Holy Spirit It says despise not prophesying Or don't reject God speaking through time God speaking through teachers And God speaking through treasures Look for God to speak in every facet of reality that's what it means by despising not the prophetic or prophesying. And then it says, Prove all things, hold fast to that which is the good, and abstain from the peers of evil. And the very of God, a very God of what? Peace, which is the promise of the Holy Spirit, sanctify you how? Holy. You need to be a complete person. And you can only be complete when when you have when you are not feeble minded when you are experiencing the complete work of salvation, which is knowing that God got you in the beginning, he sustains you in the process, and he also sustains you in the end. And if that's the case, you can give him glory, you can give him honor, and you can give him praise. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, the reason why we I love that that verse 20, 19, 20, and 21 of, of chapter 5 of First Thessalonians is because you can easily understand that the reality that, uh, that, that, uh, of the life that God has promised for you will never come into play. If you're quenching the Holy Spirit, if you are despising prophesying or despising God being able to communicate and speak through time and situation. And if you're not proving stuff, if that's not taking place, then you, can, you cannot, uh, you'll, you'll have an appearance of evil. Do you get what I'm saying? And the very of God, the peace, sanctify you, holy, because God needs you complete in him. And so the part of leveling up is saying, Lord, may, uh, give, I give you access. I give you lordship in my life. I allow you to take over every facet of my life. So that way, I don't restrain the Holy Spirit. So that way, I don't deny prophesy, the prophetic from taking place in my reality. And I definitely am able to prove all things with my own life, with the, with the way I carry myself, the way my attitude is displayed, the way my convictions are conveyed. Do you hear what I'm saying? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. You hear what I'm saying? Faithful is he that also, who call of you who also will do it. Philippians reminds us that God helps us. He helps us become what he wants us to be. We just have to level up. You get my point. All right, before we go into the second division of this and go a little further in this, because we need to understand the the power and the promise of the Holy Spirit is set so that we, listen, it says this, and grace and peace, and here we are in the second division, grace and peace from our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, we are bound to give thanks for you always, brother, as it is meet or acceptable because of your faith, it grows exceedingly. Now listen, notice what I'm not doing in this lesson. I am not defining the word faith because faith is clearly, whenever it seems used in contextual integrity, is used to translate the experience of your salvation. Isn't that what we just read in chapter four? Let me let's go back there. Um, uh, uh, we we talked about the work of faith in, in in chapter one, verse three. Remembering without ceasing of your work of faith and labor of love, places and hope in our Lord our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and of our Father and Lord and brother and, uh, beloved, your election of God. For the gospel came not into your word only, but in the power, in the Holy Ghost, in which, you're in it, much assurance. Now, listen, I'm telling you, you need to find assurance. And one of the things the Holy Spirit is going to make you conscious of is that you have a death date. That this, this experience is temporal, this reality is temporal. And this is why in chapter 5, it says, listen, for the Lord himself shall descend as a. Verse, I always get there because I always want to talk about the trump of God, okay? And that's going to take me to another place, and I'm not going to be able to get out. But they, they which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord with their air, and so shall ever be with the Lord. And it says, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So the reason why it says, it says and verse 13 tells you, I would not have ye ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are, are asleep, that ye sorrow not. For if we believe Jesus died and rose again, even so them which are asleep in Jesus, God will bring with him. So what are they doing? They're resting in Jesus. When person goes to be with the Lord, they are asleep in Jesus. That's a nice way to put it. They are resting in the reality. They're not going to miss out on what we're going to see in the consummation of all things when the dead in Christ will rise. That is going to take place. And it says, those that are alive and remain will be caught up to meet them in the air. So our reality is, is saying, but this is verse 8 in chapter 5 says, But let us that are of the day be so, we're putting on the breastplate of faith and, and love for the helmet of the hope of salvation. So what is faith in this connotation? It is is it, it is the overall picture of your of your salvation, do you get what I'm saying? It's the same. It's the same um, uh, connotation in, in each or each section or division of the Book of Thessalonians. Do not get overzealous in trying to define things and try to figure out all these unnecessary things. It is a. It's just a general use term to outline your experience in your salvation from beginning to end. The work of faith, the walk of faith, and the witness of faith. Okay, so this is what that's what we're dealing with in Thessalonians. All right, now let's go on to Second Thessalonians. Now it says, "Listen, so so that our, we ourselves, verse four, of chapter one of 2 Thessalonians, so that we ourselves glory in in you, the churches of God, for you know who he's talking to, for your patience and faith." And all persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which uh, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. So you have the word work of faith, and now you have a worthiness in the. Whenever you see the kingdom of God, is the application of God's reality on earth. The kingdom of the kingdom of heaven is God's kingdom in heaven. But the kingdom of God, as long as there's righteousness, peace, and joy, and that's found in the Holy Spirit, it is in you. You get what I'm saying? So when he's talking about that, he wants to prove something in you that you are worth the reality of the kingdom of God being effectuated in your life. For which he also suffers Seeing it as a righteous thing Which God to recompense Tribulations to them That trouble you So let, let, us, let me assure you of one thing If people are set up in the, your life To be an antagonist Against the plan of God in your life Take good courage Be of good cheer He overcomes the world But not only does he overcome He deals with those who trouble you and persecute you and put you through tribulation because God will pay you back for being patient and maintaining your faith in the midst of trials and tribulations. So when we go through things in life, listen, he says, who shall be punished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? In other words, he is going to allow the flaming to take vengeance upon them who know not God, that, that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in other words, listen, it behooves you to know God for yourself. It behooves you to know what God has called you to do, and it behooves you to get saved. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Listen, now, verse 11 is where I want to go to. Wherefore We also pray always for you that God would count you worthy. This is the worthiness. We talked about the work of faith, but worthiness of the kingdom of God or God coming. This is, this is God implementing you, making you a witness. The reason why he makes you a witness is because you're worth it. He paid a price for you to experience the abundance of his, of his provisions, to experience the abundance of his promises, to experience the, abundance, the the potential of his power. Do you hear what I'm saying? It says to fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness in the work of faith with power. And that's where we get our relationship and we pause to, to reflect on this, that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified. Where? In you and ye in him according to the grace of our Lord Jesus. And it ends with a key word, Christ or the Holy Spirit. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, It is the promise of the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life. It is the person of the Holy Spirit that relates us to the working of God, that shows us who we really are, what we have, and what we can do. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 16, that the natural man receiveth not the things of God, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. First Peter 1, 4, 9 says that we are partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through love. Lust, glory to God, Philippians 2.13 says that my spirit is a partner with God to fulfill his pleasure. It is he that both causes us to will And to do his good pleasure Ephesians 2.10 says that We are created unto good works To show forth the praises of him Who has called us out of darkness And into his marvelous light And and, and then of course Ephesians five eight Says that we are in light And glory to God it, it, it is in the midst of severe persecution That the church of Thessalonica Was enduring and growing And abounding Increasing in faith and love and love And we know that faith worketh by love, and the love of God was shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So the encouragement that Paul was giving them was to remind them to rely on the promise and the power of the Holy Spirit so that they can be the men and women of God that are whole, that have communion, perception, and understanding because of the Holy Spirit, that have a will and an intellect and controlled emotions because of the Holy Spirit, that has a passion, that has a pleasure, and can resist the forms of pride because of the power of the holy spirit it is the holy spirit that gives us signs and gifts that causes us to to thrive in life and the promise of the holy spirit was that he would give us wisdom understanding counsel knowledge and love and reverence for god he would show us things to come the holy spirit is, is is seen throughout scripture to uh to, uh to lead us directly according to Matthew four and one he speaks to us um in and through uh, um, in and through us in matthew 1020 he gives us power to cast out devils in matthew 12 28. he releases power luke 414 he anoints us luke 4 eighteen he comes upon us and falls upon us matthew 3 sixteen mark 110 luke 225 he baptizes us and fills us according to Mark one Matthew 3, 11, Luke 1, 15, 41, 67, 3, 16, 1 John 1, He gives us a new birth, John 3, 5. He leads us into worship, John 4:23. He flows like rivers from the spirit man, John 7:38. He ministers truth to us, John 14, 17. He dwells in the people, John 14, 17. He gives Comfort and health and strength, John fifteen twenty six. He proceeds from the Father. John fifteen twenty six. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit helps us. He is our present help in the time of trouble. He proceeds from the Father, John 15, 26. He shows us things to come, John 16, 13. He gives us gifts of the Spirit, John 2, 4. He releases prophecies, dreams, and visions, John 2, 17, 18, 11, and 11, 28. He can transport us physically, Acts 8, 39. He's he gives direction and guidance acts ten nineteen he he is holy romans one four he gives life and gives and gives freedom romans eight one and ten he invites us to walk with him, Romans eight, four through five. He is a sword, Ephesians six seventeen. He produces fruit in our lives. Galatians five twenty-two through twenty-three. He helps us in our weakness, Romans eight twenty-six. He bears witness with the truth. Romans eight fifteen through sixteen. He is the spirit of adoption, Romans eight fifteen. He gives power to mortify the deeds of the flesh, Romans eight thirteen. He provides power for signs. And preaching, Acts 1 8, Corinthians 2 4. He ministers love, Romans 15 30. He searches the deep things of God, 1 Corinthians two ten He quickens our mortal flesh, Romans 8 13. He brings revelation, 2 Corinthians or 1 Corinthians two ten 10, Ephesians 1 17 through 19. He reveals to us what what has been freely given us from God? 1 Corinthians 2:12. He, he sanctifies, purifies, justifies. Romans 15:16. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? He gives gifts. He seals us. He is liberty. He changes the images of our images into Christ. He is the promise of the blessing of Abraham. He releases cries of the Father. He gives us access to God. He gives. He builds us together as the house of God. He strengthens us with might. He is our unity. He is our wine. He's supply. He is our supply. He is our fellowship. He is our grace. He is our glory. The Holy Spirit speaks to churches. He is the bridegroom, the revelation of the bridegroom. The Holy Spirit has the power and the conception of the anointing and gives us purpose. He teaches us. He gives us commandments. He provides power to witness. He gives us boldness. He gives us sight. He gives us commissions. He gives us restraint. He appoints and ministers. He releases love. He releases righteousness. Peace and joy He confesses Christ's lordship The Holy Spirit releases the revelation of the gospel He keeps us in power He keeps us renewed He keeps us believing And he keeps us over the world Do y'all get what I'm saying? Do y'all get what I'm saying? That the Holy Spirit has been sent to lead us and to guide us into the truth. And when you know the promises and the purposes and the potentials that you have in the Holy Spirit, your spirit, your soul, and your body will align to the authority of God's will. And that's what 2 Thessalonians reminds us, that you have been presented holy to the Lord. Why? He's leveled us up through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can endure um, trials and tribulations because we have patience, because we have the promise of the Holy Spirit that causes us not only to endure, but to last past the, the turbulence, to last past the trials, to last past the situations. And when the Holy Spirit is emphasized in our life, and when he's emphasized in our reality, we will see the word take full effect that the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, Isaiah 11-2. And then it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me. You can't preach unless you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the, to preach the gospel to the poor, to send me to proclaim the release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed and to proclaim the Year of the Lord It says and in, in that day in Joel two twenty eight and 29 I will come about This and I will pour out my spirit Upon all flesh and your Sons and your daughters I feel like Preaching <laughs> We'll prophesy, oh bless his name, oh bless his name you can you can you I cannot get enough about the holy spirit and i and I want you to understand, although the Holy Spirit is rarely emphasized in Thessalonians, it's not possible to comprehend the the faith and the love which we are all abounding together and glory in the church until we we go through this stuff. We go through so that God can fulfill the good pleasure of his goodness in the work of faith with power. Power is what identifies us as children of God. Power is what identifies us as children of God. And this is why it tells you in chapter 2 that you be nor trouble. Now let me go to speakerphone because my phone, my my Bluetooth is acting like it's going to die. Glory to God. Bear with me. It says this. It says, that ye may not be shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter from us, as in the day of Christ is at hand. What is the day? The day of the Lord is the same thing as the day of Christ. The only reason why we can experience lordship in our life is because we have relinquished all authority to the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, you can't be saved without the Holy Ghost. (laughs) The Bible says it's the Holy Spirit that causes us to say, Abba. Do you get what I'm saying? And when we say, Father, I know uh, in the Western world, we don't have emotions attached to the connotations of the words that we're saying. And because that's not the case, sometimes we can say things so trite. But when when, when you look at the Greek and the Hebrew of Abba, it is, it is a it is a intimate, affectionate acquaintance that only the person who recognizes the sound and tone of your voice will respond to. It's like when a mother hears their child's cry. It, there could be a room full of crying babies, but the mother instinctively responds to their own because there's a connection that's beyond the norm. Do you get what I'm saying? And so God is letting us know that this 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 whole thing will call will cause us to be secure in our thinking. Let no man deceive you by any means. To make it seem like you can live your life without the reality of the Holy Spirit. Now, listen, the next lesson I'm going to get into the mysteries of iniquity and talk about about some things, but I want you to understand that the rest of this this dialogue in the next two chapters is all revelatory knowledge based on that power being an effect in your life. And and this is what's happening. We are not set on attaining power from God like we used to. And, and it's because we've become so shaken in mind. We've become so shaken in mind that we don't even know what we believe anymore. Hallelujah. You know what the enemy has done a great job on? having people
1: profess something they really don't believe. Just for for instance, Pentecost. <laughs> Hallelujah.
0: Now, I don't know why you go to a place that you call the church every Sunday and you don't celebrate Pentecost. Pentecost is 50 days after the ascension. Or 10 days after the ascension, 50 days after the resurrection But it's also the birthday of the church It is at that place in the upper room Where the church was constructed or created in reality It was proclaimed back in Matthew, Matthew's gospel When, when God revealed or when the Lord Jesus revealed That he would build the church upon Peter having the revelation of who he really was who do men say that I am? But who do you say that I am? In other words, the reality of the church would not be possible if it wasn't for Pentecost. Yes, the charismatic effect of of the church being established was that there was a mighty demonstration of the Spirit with signs and wonders, global evangelism, and the church was developed in a in a in a, in a means of massive growth was the minimum of church growth was displayed with 5,000 in a day.
1: Do you hear what I'm saying?
0: And so in, in in the actions of the Holy Spirit or acts, we say acts of the apostle, that's incorrect. The apostles didn't do anything without the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, do nothing until you be endued with power from on high because you cannot externally profess me until you internally experience the, the promise which I died for you to have. You hear what I'm saying? And so the significance of Pentecost is that the fulfillment of of the fulfillment not only was a prophetic fulfillment, it was a promise fulfilled. That power would come on us to be witnesses and to be examples and to be servants of God, not only externally but internally. We would have an inward witness that would give us an inward stability and sustain us to face the world as we know it. This is why we celebrate Pentecost, because we could not be the church, we could not be saved. If the word just remained a wonder in the words of Jesus, but it not only became a wonder, it was a work that was worth, that was worth the reality of faith being fulfilled in our day, in our time, where we see the plans of God and the promises of God made known
1: in reality And
0: we just go to church week after week. Not realizing if it wasn't for Pentecost, there would be no church. There would be no need to
1: go every the first day of the week.
0: So we celebrate Pentecost every year because we celebrate the ability to go to go to a place and worship God in spirit and in truth. And be, and be called the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. The Holy Spirit contains the promises of the will of God, and it also makes us worthy to walk out the kingdom of God in our life or to see the reality of his promises in effect in our lives, in our everyday, in our here and now, that we are not externally experiencing and appreciating historical attributes of Jesus, but we are saying to another That we are the church That we experience the truth That we have tangible evidence That God is God because he's working In our life despite the trials and tribulations That we face And because we come together And we lift up holy hands And we preach the gospel And we prophesy And we proclaim and give him praise And worship in his name We can be called the church One of the most disgusting things I heard the other week was a man of God tried to try to denounce or or to attack the church with the subject of the kingdom of God? It's a smack in the face of the work of the cross if the church was not constructed, because upon the revelation of who Jesus really is, would be his church constructed from the kingdom of God. The kingdom is not opposed to God's church; it is the fulfill, it is the fulfilling factor of God's church. In affects our lives, we are the church of the living God, the pillar in the ground of truth. And it is the work of faith that causes us to have worth in the kingdom of God, so that we can walk by faith and not by sight. It is the level up reality. Why do you need to learn this, Thessalonians? Because you cannot be intellectually ascending to know God and not experiencing him in the right here and now and expect to have confidence when you close your eyes. You were never intended to walk with God and not experience his goodness. Despite the trials and tribulations that you face. well, my friends, if you despise the Holy Spirit, if you despise the reality, and how dare you try to act like you're a church without power. You can't be the church unless you have power. You can't be saved unless you have Power not from your intellect not from your acceptance but from the authority and the potency and the power and promise of the reality of the holy spirit what are you preaching there was never never a time in scripture do we see that the script that the, the preaching of the gospel was done without the display of the Holy Spirit being at work and doing in the functions and the workings therein. Where have we gone wrong? You cannot experience salvation and the plan of salvation without the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit that quickeneth, that maketh alive. The prophet, the flesh is nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. What are you preaching? How dare you preach that a person can accept salvation without the evidence of the Holy Spirit? How dare you preach that the reality of the kingdom of God would ever exist without the church being thrown and, 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 and baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit? Jesus, John said, I, I must decrease that he might increase. And for the sake of scripture, I baptize him, Jesus but this man is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In other words, your conversion will not be conversion until you have a sign that you believe, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot be saved without the Holy Ghost.
1: Don't ever get that twisted.
0: Stop playing church and be the church. Have the courage to be what God has called you to be. How dare you come against God's church? God called you to be a church. He didn't call you to be the kingdom. He said when he walked on earth that the kingdom of God was at hand. In other words, it's in effect. It's in effect when the church comes to who they are. And the latter part of the New Testament was speaking directly to the church. So if you despise the very institution which God developed and and demanded of you to exist as his kingdom, then you're going miss the message altogether. And no wonder you don't have a Pentecostal experience or a, or a place where the resurrection has, has, has a realm and a release of power to confirm that you're doing it right in the first place.
1: Don't follow doctrines of
0: devils saints. Be established in present truth. Get your heart to know who holds the future.
1: When Jesus left the earth,
0: he told you, wait until you be endued with power. Why? Because you could not exemplify anything that he wants you to be. Until though that manifestation of the Holy Spirit will be so evident in your life that people when they see you, they see the Father. Because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Huh? His love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. You can't even love somebody correctly until you have the Holy Spirit. And so we celebrate not only the the construction of his church, but the confidence that we have in the Holy Spirit to enable us to be the church. That's why we celebrate Pentecost. We are the manifestation of God's plan in full, full effect in the present, here,
1: and now. That's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Father, we pray that your word would take full effect, hallelujah, (laughs) Woo! full effect in the lives of the hearers. And we thank you for the things that shall be accomplished and the things that shall be revealed in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you and
1: have a great night.